Welcome. Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast, where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness. And now, here are your hosts, personal trainer and RNs, Matt and Jenna Lane. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Jenna. And who else is on this bad boy today? It's me. It's <laughs> It's this guy. It's on me. You've seen him before. You've heard him before. Mr. Josh Kirsch, the trainer of the trainer. Um, Mr. Powerlifter himself. Since the last time you've been on here, now a state record holder. It's since been beaten, but yeah, I had it. Well, technically, I still, I mean, I'm in the record books, but yeah, somebody somebody already beat it. When? November 26th, 27th, something like that. It was like right before Christmas. Okay. Yeah, so I said it, and then like less than a month later, somebody else beat it. That sucks. Yeah, I still got a nice little certificate. Yeah, it's got my name and yeah. still a state record holder of um, in powerlifting. Um, if you guys are new to this podcast, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is all about implementing behavior change for your long-term wellness and happiness. We've had this guy on before, Mr. Josh Kirsch, um, is now a dear friend of ours and my personal trainer. He, um, he's been running me through the ropes and learning what powerlifting is. And we wanted to have him back on today because he had a topic in his head that we know we can flow with. Uh, here lately, we've the podcast has been much more flowy and less scripted. We don't script this podcast, but it's, um, I don't know, it just felt like it's come off the tongue a little easier. And I'm glad. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so... I'm glad that you're back. Appreciate it. It feels like you're now like a quarterly guest. I'm good with that. Which I'm, you know, I'm really good yeah. with. We can make like a segment. Like we can do a yeah. thing. Yeah. hundred percent. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so today, what do you want to, what do you want to touch on? What do you want to talk on? Uh, kind of a sensitive topic to a lot of people. Um, mental health, kind of suicide, depression, uh, all the above. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll go ahead and kick it off. Yeah. Um, so. Well, before. Oh. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Almost forgot. We get into it. If you're new to this show, um, at the top of every show, we hit you with our gratitude point. A gratitude point is something that shifts your perspective. Could be something large. Could be something small. The whole point is, if it shifts your perspective, if you're in a down time, it should hopefully, maybe, make you appreciate what you got. Because you got more than you think. I'm going to make you go first. Okay. Good. I came prepared. <laughs> um, I'm grateful for for you and and making me learn to rest when I need it. Um, yesterday we accomplished nothing. Not a damn thing. And it was great. Yeah. And um, I was anxious as shit the whole time. Yeah, me too. Good. But it's what we needed, and I really appreciate you just being open enough to not making or making me feel like I needed to go do stuff or accomplish stuff and you know holding me to what I said the day before of tomorrow I'm going to accomplish nothing yeah and I accomplished nothing so I actually accomplished something because I accomplished (laughs) not accomplishing anything so true true (laughs) thank you yeah 100% um I was thinking about it today um it's such a cliche thing it's a very easy one but I was just thinking about how incredible phones are and not like the technology behind it, but just the basics of communication. And I feel like that's what a podcast is. That's what YouTube is. Like that's what social media is, is communication and cell phones were, you know, 
at the start of all of it. And just the ability to communicate with somebody across the world is just, that's nuts. That's, mm -hmm. that's nuts. And I, I'm just, I'm grateful that we have that such a small thing that we take for granted every day. And did you know that Africa is one of the most highly populated areas when it comes to cell phone technology? Like they do almost a hundred percent of their banking through cell phones. What do you mean? Like, like where did you learn this fact? Hey, first of hey, all? hey, it was on YouTube. <laughs> so it's gotta be true. <laughs> and Africa is very generalized. Like that is a very generalized. Thing. I mean, that's Listen, the whole continent. Hey, I did not say I'm citing this. I didn't say I'm coming with mad facts. I'm just, all right, this is what I've learned. All right. So like they don't physically go to a bank. They do everything off their phone. A, a majority of the banking that they do. Yeah. Is I mean, because of cell phones because cell phones are so inexpensive. Uh, I mean, like, you know, you th think about PayPal for us, like it's just, it's much easier. Anyway, so that's what's going on in Africa. If y'all were wondering, coming from this person that's not educated on it, if you want viable facts, you come back to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday podcast. Yeah, Matt's news segment. By the way, if you are listening to this podcast, you can, you can see us and watch this podcast on the BTYE podcast on YouTube. Uh, there's a link down below if you want to watch it. If you want to see this guy's gorgeous face, I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about this beautiful bearded man if you want to see his face check the link down below i'll crash youtube <laughs> um so yeah if you have a gratitude point uh hit us with it and pull the mic closer to your beautiful face um i do actually and it was i don't know when this is going to be released but it was the the seasons podcast y'all just released yeah yesterday the yeah 20 today's 25th? the 26th yeah, so 25th yeah um kind of going off that uh, i'm very thankful for seasons uh particularly the uh, the growing seasons. Yeah. Um, I am more so thinking about uh, my own training. Like some seasons I, I don't do well. Uh, I just perform like shit. And yeah. The, the weight doesn't move how I want it to move. Some seasons, currently the one I'm in right now, making really good progress in all of my lifts. So I'm just very happy with the particular seasons I have. And yeah. that goes for, you know, clients as well. Um, it always happens around the same time. I feel like mm. around the holidays, everybody just goes down. I don't know if it's, the holidays and having to see your family or the weather or what it is. Yeah. But I feel like every, from like November to January, everybody's just in the crappy mood. Yeah. Mm. Without reason. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, if you did not listen to the previous podcast, what Jenna, Jenna and I were talking about the seasons and what we go through and all that and seasonal affective disorder and, you know, all of what sounds like it's very dramatic. It's not, but it's still a thing. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's interesting for you to say that because, um, for, for the viewers that know anything about you, you know, they know very little about you. Yeah. But they do know that you're like this hardcore powerlifting, mm -hmm. screaming at Matt, like at the gym <laughs> guy. And I'm pretty over the top myself. So yeah. that's all they know about you. So I think it's I think it's awesome for you to say that to show like you're human. You go through oh, it too. I am like as mortal as it gets. Right. Like it oh man. Yeah. So yeah, I I struggle buses. I have a season pass for that. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before we dive all the way into the topic, Jenna asked you what the shirt meant. I saw it this morning when I showed up to train and uh, his shirt says 21 grams. I didn't ask you this morning and it's made by, who's the shirt made by? Eight Man Strong. Shout which, out Eight Man. Which is your your most like all-time favorite. Love them. I, yeah. Yeah. Like every shirt they have is, uh, there's like a story or a purpose, meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, usually it's like, brutality builds strength yep. you know stuff like that i mean um you know it's it's all about conquering the darkness and it's not that uh everyone has the same way to conquer darkness it's you know find your own 
your own strength, find your own way to be strong. And I, th- I think that's like one of their big quotes is finding strong. And it's like literally finding your own. I want to say that's their podcast. Hey, man. Really? Yes, it's finding is the finding strong podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like that. But it's but yeah, it's basically like finding your own strength, like how to how to overcome your own darkness, your own demons, your own own devils. Nice. Okay. Yeah. But Jenna asked the question whenever you showed up here, uh, and it says twenty one grams. And I I meant to ask this morning. So what the heck does that mean? Because it seems like it's a drug related thing. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if uh, you know. Scambia PD here. Center of PD watching. I'm not carrying three quarters on me. I mean, 21 grams. I don't, sorry, cut that out. <laughs> um, but it goes back to a uh, experiment a physician named Duncan McDougall did in 1901. It was published in 1907. Uh, he had a theory, and I don't, I don't know a lot of history or information behind it, but he had a theory that the human soul had weight. Uh, and he did a very small sample size experiment with, I think, like six people. Yeah, six people. Okay. And out of those six people, two of the six lost 21.3 grams. Exactly. So he equated that the human soul weighed 21 grams, and it was dismissed by the scientific community for a long time and then kind of brought back. And Just because it was, it was a small sample size. And, yeah, small yeah. sample size. And, uh, I mean, I haven't done, like, a lot of research into the, right. the recent you know as much about, about this as i know about africa online or yes. mobile banking I, I might know a little bit more i read, <laughs> I read the card that came with the shirt so. <laughs> yeah you're much more well informed on that thanks man. i appreciate that <laughs> I, uh, saw the shirt online and was like 21 what what and then read the story and kind of did my a little little brief wikipedia research so um and then i was like okay that's awesome the human yeah. soul has weight i mean it it makes sense i mean mm-hmm. you know it at least in my head, it makes sense. Uh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. By the way, like we're not it. preaching creationism or re- religion or whatever. This is a side yeah. note. I thought it was a cool shirt <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> with, a, with a meaning behind it. But um, yeah, and, bef- and we did want to mention like this podcast, we are going to talk about sort of our experience with it. I'm going to let you lead this. Yeah. Um, by no means is this medical advice. Please, if you're struggling with something, seek professional um, counsel. Uh, this is just our experience. Um, and there's a lot of ways to actually get help. So I encourage that you do that. I will, um, I will include a link below that might be able to help you out with that, but, uh, let's dive, let's dive in. Let's do it. All right. Um, so this is probably something I would have never openly talked about, uh, you know, to more than one person at a time, let alone two people in a room, uh, or even to a camera or to mm-hmm. you know, a microphone that's recording. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, I had a really close friend of mine, uh, her brother committed suicide. And it really uh, kind of put things in perspective for me. Um, you know, as far as if you're ever thinking about someone or you ever, you know, just if you're riding in your car and somebody pops in your head, like text them, call them, say like, hey, you know, what's up? What are you doing? I miss you. How you been? Even if we hadn't talked in years or, you know, what it is, um, you know, and it's... The day that it happened, um, I didn't know it happened until a couple days after, but the day that it happened, uh, me and my girlfriend were sitting in the Walmart parking lot in Pace where we live, and we were waiting on uh, the grocery pickup to, you know, come to the car because we're lazy, first world problems. Bougie. Yeah, yeah bougie. Uh, <laughs> and for whatever reason, I was listening to, like, old country music, like, you know, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, and I played uh, Mama Tried. And that was like one of his favorite songs. Mm. Um, like if I knew anything about this kid, like he loved Mama Tried. Mm. I was like, man, I wonder what he's up to. Like, I wonder how he's doing. I, you know, I need to like, you know, give him a shout, hit him up. And then, I, you know, I never did because I hadn't talked to him in 
you know, I probably hadn't seen him in like three, four years. I hadn't mm. talked to him in, you know, longer than that probably. Uh, you know, we weren't really close. I was much closer with his sister. So, you know, it never even dawned on me like, hey, this is somebody I need to like, I need to reach out to. Right. And not saying that if I reached out that it would have helped or, you know, made a difference or anything. But it, you know, it really brought me back to to years ago when I had the same problems. You know, like I, I was diagnosed with, uh, clinical depression for a couple of years. I was on medication for depression. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Um, I, there was a, a significant period in my life where I didn't want to be here that I thought that the only way for me to escape what I was going through was to, to end it. Uh, that I thought I was such a burden for my friends and my family that, you know, I didn't want to be a burden to anybody. Like I didn't want to cause anybody pain. I didn't want to, you know, make anybody, you know, have to take care of me or have to look out for me. You know, I just, I wanted to not, not be here. And it, you know, it, for me, it all kind of stemmed from not having a purpose. You know, this was pre powerlifting, like pre, right. pre me. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was kind of just wandering through still, you know, dealing with, with addiction and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, it, it kind of, it really just, it brought all those emotions back and it, it, I, I haven't had suicidal thoughts and, uh, probably f two, three years, you know, there was <clears throat> a time when, uh, me and my girlfriend first got together, the job I was working at, I, that was the job that I thought I'd be there like forever. I thought it would be at that gym for like, that's where I would, you know, make a career mm -hmm. at and retire right. at and, uh, got let go from there for, you know, whatever reason. And, uh, I kind of lost my purpose for a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I really thought that like, well, that's it for me. Like, what am I going to do now? And, you know, some of those old suicidal thoughts and feelings came back. And I remember probably for about a week straight, I had the same reoccurring dream that I killed myself. Mm. And, you know, I'd wake up crying in the mornings, like, and, you know, Amanda would, you know, what's wrong? Like, what do you, what's it, why are you upset? You know, I told her and, you know, she obviously didn't like that and sure. didn't want to hear about it. And I'm not that she didn't want to hear about it, but, you know, she didn't want to. How do you deal it. with yeah, that? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you, yeah. If he, he were to tell you that, like, what do you say? Yeah. Okay. Right. So, yeah. you know, it, it, and it, at that, that time and that, you know, week stretch, it really, it made a realization in my head that, you know, my feelings about, you know, depression and suicide and those thoughts are directly correlated with my purpose. And if I'm not following my purpose, then I don't want to be here. And it like subconsciously, it, I knew that and I could see that, that like, okay, as long as I'm staying on my purpose, staying on my path, like I'm good. I'm not depressed. Like, yeah, I have you know, crappy days, like who doesn't, but sure. you know, I don't have the need to, you know, drink or do drugs or, you know, kill myself because, you know, I, I'm staying true to my purpose. And it, I don't know, it, it really, it brought it all into perspective and it, it, I've never had that perspective or it all kind of just that accumulation of everything at one time. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So it's fulfillment. It was, it was fulfillment for you. It was, like you said, passion. Yeah, passion, fulfillment. I mean, there, there was a time, I mean, probably, probably like a two, three-year stretch where I contemplated suicide multiple times. Two or three years. Two or three years, like straight. It's a long time. Um, I contemplated it. Uh, you know, I, I never obviously didn't go through with it. Um, and I wouldn't say I actually tried. Uh, one, one time I did have a knife to my throat saying that, I, you know, thinking that I was going to do it. And, you know, I just, I couldn't, you know, it's a hard way to go if you're going to do it yourself. Right. You know, yeah. A lot more 
more convenient ways, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Tough subject. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, and yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I I can I can relate to the things that you're saying. Um, you know, if if you're if you're new to this channel or the Matt Lane Fitness YouTube channel, I've mentioned it in the past. I'm not shy about saying it. Um, what was that? Fourteen? How do I forget that detail? Regardless, um, when I was in my you know teen years, I did try to commit suicide by hanging, um, and it was just it was. Um, I don't know. I, I was in a, I was like in acute, in an acute pain time. You know, my parents were going through a bad divorce and I was, uh, I was really young and, you know, then it kind of like at that, at that time you're young, you're dumb and for whatever reason. And luckily I made it through that and it was really under wraps. Like, I don't know how much my parents actually know about that to be honest to this day. And, um, they're, the last time that ever really happened or thoughts was a resurgence was not too, too long ago. Mm -mm. I forget how long ago it was because I'm awful with time frames. About a year ago. It was about a year ago. So three years ago, four years ago, I started Matt Lane Fitness. And I can honestly say that like I did not start this company for money being the driving factor. It honestly is because this is what makes me so damn happy. Having these conversations, creating this content around this fitness wellness thing is what I love. But there was an aspect of it and a bad relationship with money that I'm still working through that I was, I'm striving for this, this money piece. And I think it boiled down to patience for me. And mm, it I'm, was self-imposed, like self-imposed pressure, unattainable expectations in a time frame that's just unreasonable and mm. not fair and not correct and not good. Um, but it was like I got caught up in this piece of making content and running this business and trying to build the business while doing the day job and then whatever get caught up in it and became this vicious cycle of just beating myself up. And I think it boiled down to patience and expectations and you know, it crept up on me. And I remember talking to you about it and just not being able to get out of this funk and how like you just, you surprised me that for so long you just sort of heard the words and were supportive, but never freaked out, which was I, strange. I, I know, but you didn't show it. <laughs> you didn't show it. It was so strange to me. And like, I remember thinking these, these aren't normal thoughts. Right. Like that was the question I had in my head. And um, like, how the hell did you deal with that? And it just seems surreal. Yeah. Like you would say the words and <laughs> I was wanting to do that. Sorry, your face is blocked on the camera. <laughs> like you would say the words and in my head, I'm like, how did like, like, what did I say? It, it was just you were just saying the things like you were having those thoughts. Yes. And, you know, from a medical standpoint, my question back was, you know, do you have a plan? You know, it's those very, like, removed conversations of, you know, do you have a plan? Yeah. And then in the back of your mind saying, please don't say you have a plan. Please don't say you have a plan. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so you said, but you're also smart enough, I think, that if you would have had a plan to say I don't have a right. plan. Yeah. Um, but then leaving the conversation and saying to myself, like, 
then I blame myself of, I feel like I've done all the right things in life. How did I get here to having a husband that doesn't want to be here? Right. Um, and putting it back on myself of like, there's something wrong with me. Yep. So then that puts me in a tailspin of like, what did I do wrong? What is life doing wrong? Yeah. And like, I didn't want to put that back on you of you opened up and told me these intimate thoughts and now I'm putting back on you like what did I do wrong right so to have that extra pressure yeah because then I want you to not open up more right. if you felt like it was distressing me so I just yeah. kind of tried to turn it off in front of you well and I think I think context is key in these to for it to really hit home and like so I'll say like I remember talking to Casey about it for the first time and then it actually hit me like I would I'd be driving and I'd take my pistol out in my car and I would just hold it just hold it and it was like like i never put it to to myself or anything like that but like just knowing that that was like an eject button like that was it for some reason there was like this strange weird piece and i there was this strange weird piece on the very other other side of it it was like terrifying i was mm -hmm. like why the fuck is this running through my head right now and it like that's when i like that's when i immediately I was like these are bad thoughts I need to tell you, I need to tell my friend. And like, I knew that was the start to getting the fuck out of whatever that was. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the more you and I talked, the more I like started going to therapy, like that helped. And it, I realized that it wasn't that I truly wanted to leave. It was, there were problems that I could not figure out. And I was spinning in this circle trying to figure it out. And that, mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds very similar to what you were saying, Josh. Yeah. I mean, and even like, even today, like there's, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people have depression and don't, you know, necessarily realize they have depression, you know, granted they don't, maybe not have been to a doctor and been diagnosed or maybe they just don't realize that's what right. it is. But like, I, I feel, and it's, this is, you know, personal opinion, obviously, but from what I've seen throughout my life that depression, a lot of the times is just like, it's, it's a front that we put on for other people. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you wake up, you get ready for work, you go to your job, you go to a job that you don't really care about. The company doesn't really care about you. You know, you're, you're working a nine to five to have a nice house. Are you saying that this is like uh, the, the majority the, of people? Sure. Not, I'm, yeah, I'm not talking to you. Right, right, right. The majority of people, mm -hmm. you know, you have a nice house, you, you work to have a nice cars, have nice things to show off to people that don't give a shit about you. Yep. You go to your job to bring, you know, not saying you do this, but to bring nice cups, you know, right. yeti cups to, to your work to prove that you have money to show off things right. mm -hmm. to people who don't give a shit about you. Exactly. And I feel like that's, you go through, you know, 40 hours plus a week putting on this front of faking, you know, whether it's you're working in customer service and you have to sit there and listen to, you know, some retarded customer who doesn't know their asshole from a hole in the ground <laughs> yell at you because they messed up and you have to do that for 40 hours a week and then you get home and you just you take that front off and you know you want to explode on that customer like you but you can't because that's your job and you need your job pay for you know your kids right $300 shoes like whatever the you know like yeah there's there's so many things I feel like we do in life for other people yeah that mm -hmm. don't matter like whatsoever and this is a bit of a side note, but I think important because again, context, like, why do you think that is like, why do you think that is that people buy those $300 shoes and you know, that have the, the Yeti cup and all that? Like, why is that? I mean, uh, a lot of reasons. I think the, yeah. you know, the main one, at least 
for me was, you know, like keeping up with the Joneses. Like you, yep. you mm -hmm. want what other people have. Like you, you see nice things and you, you want those nice things instinctively because you know, you're, you want to better yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that pursuing that ideal American dream. Yeah. Which is a complete bullshit, by the way. Yeah. Like if if <laughs> yeah. we really want to talk about the American dream, like yeah. that is fictional at best. Yeah. I think that like the American, the quote unquote American dream has shifted some mm -hmm. than what it used to be. Still not completely, but like in my head, of course, everybody's different, but I think like the biggest piece is insecurity. Like why we want all this shit, like you said, to show off to those people insecurity. And then I think that some people truly think that because they have those things, they'll be happy. Or if they have that dollar amount, they'll be happy. And I'll admit there was a point in my life where I truly thought that if I had a certain money number or whatever, that I would be happy. Mm. And I've said this in previous podcasts that the more money I've made in my life has not resulted to any increase in happiness. Now there's that survival piece of like Jesus Christ. I like, I gotta have food. I gotta eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but beyond that and like, I mean, what's the, what's the study that if you make uh, over, what is it between like 60,000 and 80,000 a year, there's no difference between 140. It was 120 or 140 above that. There's no difference is after that. Is that a two income household or a single? Oh, hell, Josh. Well, look, what, what, regardless. Look, sorry. I know yeah. a little bit yeah. about Africa, okay? <laughs> 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 yeah, but it, it is a, it is a fairly general number. Like it's 120 or 140 beyond that is like there's no increase two yeah. billion dollars a year there's no difference because all that all that money is doing is buying you freedom to do what you really want to do mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of people don't know yeah and that's what's that's that's yeah yeah kind of kind of get back to the insecurity thing that's that's something i still struggle with same like hard core same i can't tell you how many times a day i have to like look myself in the mirror and tell myself like remember who the fuck you are mm -hmm. like you're a monster you're a beast like don't don't settle why are you having these insecure anxious thoughts like no 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 you're strong yeah. like remember who the fuck you are it's just that that i say over and over and over and over to myself i can't tell you how many times a day yeah. just like random parts of the day i'll be you know in a room full of people or I'll, I'll be at the house by myself and just get these you know insecure feelings for whatever reason like you know maybe i'm not a good coach maybe i don't know what i'm doing maybe you know, maybe I, I need to go take more courses and, you know, go learn more things. And then I can, you know, call myself a real strength coach. And, yeah. you know, it's like, no, stop. Yep. Remember who the fuck you are. Yep. Like, that's huge for me. I, I feel the same way. I, I feel the exact same way. Like, um, Josh specializes in powerlifting. Um, you have some general population that you, that you do. And I, as a trainer, I do a lot more behavior change. Um, general population, but I feel the same way, like verbatim what you just said, I need more training. And some days I think I'm terrible. And I've told you this, I've told Jenna mm -hmm. the same thing, like, God, like I need to go get more schooling or whatever. And that you're right, that insecurity, it's a constant battle. And like, this just made me think about how you feel. And you said it to me, what insecurity or what confidence is, because this is something that I've dealt with and mentioned on the podcast and in YouTube videos of confidence. And do you remember what you said about confidence? About do you remember that? Uh, what am I saying? Remind us all. I mean, basically, <laughs> I remember you said it that, you know, I feel that fitness is not a linear or a straight line. <clears throat> There's mm -hmm. peaks and valleys type thing. And that's what confidence is. You know, Josh, you exude confidence. <clears throat> I don't you know, see that. I, I you really do, don't see that. You do. You exude confidence. You, you, you always have. Um, 
And I think that there's such a, there's an imagery to that power lifter, strong dude, liter, I'm being serious, the beard, like, mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you're a, you're a brute looking guy and yeah. you know, this, what you stand for is very tough and, and strength. But the point of saying that is that insecurity or confidence is the same damn thing. It's not a destination. It's not a linear path. It's a peak and valley thing. And I like, I used to not think of it that way until she said something. I used to just think, damn, when am I going to be confident? Like, when am I going to get to that point where nothing bothers you? Nothing bothers you. Like I can walk into whatever situation and not be nervous about it. And like, like, I think this still applies. What we're talking about, by the way, this isn't a math ADD moment, but like the, <laughs> the, you know, that, that point of what bravery really is, is facing it even when you're still nervous. Yeah. You know? And I get accused all the time by my girlfriend. She, she's like, I wish I could be like you and, you know, let nothing bother you. And it's, it's true to a point. Like there, right. there are certain things that do not bother me whatsoever. Yeah. People's opinion for one, yeah. like, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. Like think what you want. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to like, this is, this is me. Yeah. take it or leave it kind of thing. But there, and it's, I can't even pinpoint certain triggers for the anxiety or for the insecurity or, you know, it's, it literally just like comes up and hits me in the back of the head. Like, Hey, I'm here. Like, don't, don't forget about me. I'm, I'm right, right here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I, I don't consciously work on that. Okay. Like it's not something that's always in the back of my head. Like, Hey, you need to be confident. You need to, to exude like a certain persona like it it's just there i guess kind of thing like a subconsciously i think about it you like so you said like your training and maybe like like we've talked about a little bit seasonal affective disorder you know when it's winter time have you noticed that the confidence does the same thing like is it is it cyclical as well like is it around certain times uh, not can, really it's just be, random yeah it could be july 4th it yeah could be christmas day yeah it's you know and like i said i can't i can't pinpoint you know if i'm with a certain group of people or, you know, just, just got done listening to like a, a certain song or, you know, there's no specific triggers. Like I can't, I can't list anything that's like, Oh yeah, this is going to make me insecure. Yeah. You could put me in any kind of situation and nine times out of 10, I'm cool as cucumber. Like yeah. it's, it's not a thing for me. I grew up being in front of people playing on stages, you know, playing music on stage, took a lot of public speaking classes. Like I don't mind being in mm. front of people. I can talk in front of people. It's not a thing. I talk in front of people all day long. Yeah. It's very hard to have a 60 minute session with somebody who doesn't know how to have small talk. I agree with that. Like, <laughs> especially if you like just are getting started with somebody yeah. and they don't know how to carry on a conversation and yeah. you're like, so the sky's real blue today. Uh, yeah. They're like, Hey, how'd, you know, what'd you do this weekend? Did you have fun? Oh uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> that give and take piece. Yeah. That's yeah. me. So, so like I hate small talk. I can't. <laughs> well, I mean, not small talk. Like have a conversation. Like, yeah, yeah. Turn the small talk into a legitimate conversation. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't pinpoint anything that causes the depression or the the thoughts of insecurity or anxiety. It just happens. It just it's it's always something that's there. It's I you know I hate the the saying like fighting your demons or dealing with your demons. Um, but I, you know, everybody has their demons. Everybody yeah. mm -hmm. has their devils that, you know, are constantly with them. There's, yep. you know, the little cartoon angel and demon. He's, yep. you know, they're, they're realistically there. Your, mm -hmm. your good mm -hmm. conscience, your good choices, your bad choices. They're, they're always there. Yeah. Um, and you know, we've kind of talked a little bit about 
like this is a little Josh's ADD rabbit hole moment. <laughs> Josh's ADD moment, everyone. All right, so there is theories, multiverse. Okay, we've kind of talked about this a little bit. That if you have a thought, okay, and let's, oh, that's right. We were talking about this the other week. I'm really glad yeah, you brought yeah, this up. Let's let's think that thought is just terrible. Okay, like you have a thought for whatever reason of just murdering Jenna in the worst possible way. It's yeah. just like you clearly see it in your mind. And you think like, whoa, why did I have that thought? Like, what? Did, where did that come from? Yeah. Somewhere in the multiverse, in the universe, in the galaxies, throughout the stars, there is a version of you that did that to Jenna. Every choice that you made, there is a version of you somewhere that made the opposite choice. Like, if you ever have deja vu, if you ever have mm. these, like, random, vivid thoughts of just like, I would never, why am I thinking that? Like, this is the most inappropriate time to think that. Right. Another version of you did that somewhere. And that's the theory. The that's theory the, is yeah, that the theory. those thoughts that you have, it's happening somewhere. Yes. That's, that's trippy. That you're all linked together somehow through the subconscious and that it all, all interacts. That's trippy. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's, sorry, that's my, that's the kind of stuff I think about when I'm yeah, alone. Right. So just to let y'all know. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever heard of that? Yeah. That theory? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think you were the first person, but you were the first person that brought it up and put it into words. And I was like, I really thought about it. It was like, and it might not be called the multi multiverse. That's like Marvel's. It wasn't. Thing. It, there was a movie Interstellar. Wasn't that what it was all about? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think Matthew that, McConaughey. Um, and I watched the movie. Matt Damon was he in that? No, that was that was another space one. Yeah, I don't know. I forget that. that. Yeah, it was a. Uh, Matthew I McConaughey. Think, he was pulling books off the shelf. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was it. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was Interstellar. It's a good movie. Yeah. So you had heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that blew my skull away. So mm-hmm. thanks, Josh. And I don't know what where I was yeah. to tie that back in. But that's okay because I've been here. <laughs> this is I understand this segment of the show. Um so wrapping back around, Jenna I don't know if you and I this is what's so interesting about this podcast is like we always find out like we're still learning things about uh-huh. one another after being together for eighty five years now. Um I'm terrible time, by the way. Been together like eleven years, right? Almost, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, how much do you, how much do you know, deal with actual depression, suicide, like in the past? With myself? Well, I mean, you, you know me. Like I, everything's right here. Like I'll put it on camera. I'll put it on a podcast. I don't give a damn. But we haven't really ever talked about if you've ever had suicidal thoughts. Have you ever been close to someone that, you know, like what? Talk. Well, I've been married to someone. Who had suicidal thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a different realm of, you know, when we first met, I think something that I just off the cuff told you and you were really taken back by was that um, I had this recurring thought in my mind that um, I was very convinced that I wasn't going to live to 30. I couldn't see that in my mind That's past right turning 30 and I was very convinced that I I was going that I just wasn't going to make it there and I was in really bad place mentally as far as uh self-forgiveness and really down on myself for some really bad decisions I had made but you know but I just I couldn't get past it It was really bad place and um I was just convinced that 
how I was going to die was someone was going to come in and murder me in my bed. I remember that's saying just, that. No, it was a right. very vivid thought that I had. And so I just, I was like, well, I don't want to wake up during that. So I just stopped locking my front door because I was like, I, I mean, just let them in and do it fast. And um, I, I just didn't want them to like, I don't know, I wanted to help them out or whatever. I just didn't, <laughs> I didn't lock the front door anymore. And I remember saying that very yeah. matter of factly to you. And we had not known each other very long. And you were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> lock the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I mean, obviously a different realm of thought, but I mean, it was a bad place. Yeah. Um, now, do you still have that? Like, do you see, do you see yourself at 40? Yeah. I mean, I've gotten past that. I mean, literally my whole year of like 29 leading mm -hmm. up to 30, I was really nervous of like, okay, well I can't mentally see myself past 30, like it's coming. And then I turned 30 and I was like, oh, okay, well. I mean, I, I still kind of have that. I don't like. I don't see myself as an old man, ever. Like, I can't fully envision myself as even like a, you know, a, a middle aged like fifty year old man. Like, I just I can't see that. I immediately think because you say that, having not being in your brain, um, and only being friends with you for what year now? A little over a year, yeah, something like that. Eighty five years. Um, <laughs> Eighty four. I like. I think. That's because like you're such a physical person. You are so, and you're very extreme. You're very, you're only going to do something if you're like, yeah, you're about it. You yeah. love it. So I think for you, maybe seeing yourself as not being physically capable to do what you're doing right now, is that maybe that just how the hell is that going to be? Oh, I mean, I've, I've said it multiple times and I'll say it again. Like the day I can't live the quality of life I have now, like pick out a casket. Like, yeah. The day I can't power lift, like take me out back and shoot me because I, I, there, I have nothing else like that. That's the one thing in my life that has saved me. But what okay. about, what about coaching it on a, like, I mean that athletes are always going to want to compete. You know, you, once you have that competitive mindset, I don't think that's ever going to go away. And I don't think I could, at least me personally, I don't think I could ever sit like this weekend is going to be a really good test. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's a, a, Pretty big powerlifting meet. Shout her out. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Um, my girlfriend Amanda is yeah. competing and bidding the bar for this Saturday, the 29th. Uh, it's a pretty big meet that we, the bar puts on in Crestview. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be between 80 and I think 85 lifters. That's awesome. Uh, two platforms. going to be big. Um, but I have a client that's competing in it as well. So I'm not lifting. I haven't been prepping. I'm not competing. I'm going to go to this meet and sit there all day and cheer on my girlfriend, which is is only fair. She's done it for me multiple, multiple times. So I can't, you know, be greedy and stingy and say, <laughs> I can't do it for her. Right. But the fact that like, I won't be competing, I'm going to have my significant other in it. I'm going to have a client that I'm going to be handling and, you know, coaching through the whole time. And I'm not going to get to lift. Like I'm going to have to sit there and watch these kids lift and, you know, watch guys that I normally compete against at like, Man, that's all you pulled today. <laughs> like I could, I could have beaten you. Today. Like, because uh, like, I'm such a competitive person. Like I turn anything into a competition. Like, and it's when I can't have that competition. That's and I, I kind of think I kind of think that also boils back to when I didn't have a purpose. You know, younger in life, like I stopped playing sports and like high school ended. Okay, stopped playing sports. I didn't go play for like beer leagues or intramural college teams. Like. I didn't do anything. I had no, my only source of competitiveness was fucking beer pong. 
Okay. Yeah. Like, so like, and I was really, really good at beer pong. Were you really? Oh, dude. You know, I've never played beer pong. Go ahead. Dude. Well, we got a ping pong table. Whoa. Yeah, we oh, do. You've never played beer pong. I um, play with like a protein shakes now. Oh my God. That's a really good idea. Really good idea. Yeah. So I had, I had no outlets to compete. And I like, I think that that is part of my purpose and my drive and my direction is competing. Mm -hmm. Like having that competitive side of me is huge and I could never lose that. Like I, I don't see myself without some form of competition. Yeah. It might be audacious for me to say, but I, I think you're just dead wrong on that. I think, I think it's definitely going to be devastating. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's going to be some major adjustment for whenever you hit that age. But I just truly think that, that you're going to, there's going to be something mm -hmm. that's going to be able to, you're going to be able to sink your teeth into something else. I really do. Because like, I see so much ability in you and so much passion in you that like, you're not, you're not an incomplete person. I think if you were incomplete, oh, I don't feel incomplete, but, but that's the thing is I have this now to complete me. So if you take that piece away, granted that, yeah, there could be something else that comes in there in place of that piece, but, and that's what I think is going to happen. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what see the, what that piece is like. And of course, and of course you don't yet. Yeah. So you know, could be going through I'm not buying, I'm not buying seasons. you a casket for when you're 40. I don't know. See, there's a, there's a guy at the gym. Uh, yeah. Paul Wallace. Exactly. Shout out Paul. Yeah. Um, he just beat multiple myeloma. Yeah. Like, and the dude lifted and trained and competed the entire time he was going through chemo. The entire wow. time yeah. he was going through therapy. Really he impressive. Was in the gym, he was lifting like, and he's he's one of the old school dudes that like, like you train regardless. Like he rain, is solid. Snow, sleep, like it doesn't matter. You get in there and you work. Yep. And when you're in there, you're in there to work. Yeah. Like get off your phone. Yeah. If if you're in control of the music and you stop to like watch a video or. <laughs> like make a phone call. like, he's going to get in your ass. Yeah. Like you're there to work. And like, that's, that's who I see myself as, I, as an older man. Yeah. Granted, like I can't physically envision what I'm going to look like. Like I have an image, but it's skewed as hell. I'm sure. <laughs> but I just feel like for you, like the way you just described that was like, it's almost like the earth is flat and you're just going to fall off the earth. Like the earth is you mm -hmm. lifting and in your prime and youth and all that. And then yeah. once you're not there, like you just fall off of the earth. Like, I just don't see that happening. I, I like it. There's either going to be something or you're just going to die on a platform one day. Valhalla, <laughs> here we come. Like that's, that's a glorious death to me. I couldn't, I really couldn't think of any other way to go. Yep. Other yep. than like on a platform and just my heart explodes. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure it would be scarring for people that were there. You know, <laughs> yes. you know, my girlfriend and mom that usually come to me. So hopefully they don't see that. He did one, what he loved. Yeah, he went out exactly. You can't, <laughs> you can't not love that. Well, let me turn this back around to y'all. How did you pull yourself out of that? Like, what specifically did you do? And I know that that's a different process for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's a good transition, but good I think question. understanding from the, from the listener and the watcher standpoint, like what did you do specifically? Like what was your process? I'm a very methodical person, uh, and I'm fantastic at overthinking. I think a lot of people, I think it's much more common for people to overthink than they think. Um, and I actually believe I've gotten much better at it. I think you can attest to that. Um, I still do it, but for me, I have to have physical steps, lay it out on paper. What am I going to do? And coincidentally, like I started, I started back up a, a series here on this podcast and on the, on the Matt Lane Fitness YouTube channel of Matt's Mental Fitness, where I'm actually documenting me going to my therapist and working through these things. And 
in there I talk about and I tell my therapist, like, I have to have physical steps. Like, I have to have something on paper, something to be working towards, something that, like, not because I know it's going to fix it right now, but something that I can be doing. Like, Mm -hmm. for me, it's, I'm a very visual person. I need to be reminded. And, like, training is a very good um, literal piece. I know that the weight is going to have to go up. Uh, the rest times are going to have to go down. Like there's, there's physical pieces that has to be done mm-hmm. and um, getting to the root of why it actually is. I know I, I just sort of blanket state statement that, but I think I, I think I gave it context that there has to be some actual steps for me to take rather than just yeah. theory. Yeah. Does that and make sense? Yeah. I think from, and just breaking down the therapist part of what we talked about um, when we were working through, like what steps do you need to take? What, how can we break it down? Um, the therapist part I think is really important on a couple levels of um, you're preparing your mind to be in that space for an hour of breaking it down rather than, you know, I'm going to think it through myself or yeah. write down the steps or, yeah. um, you know, watch YouTube videos. All of those things are very helpful, yeah. but preparing your mind to be in that space, regardless of how good the therapist is, um, I think is really helpful to knowing that, okay, this is this office, this space is where yeah. I break this down and work through it. Um, just puts you in a different space and a different mentality. Yeah. And also that, that unbiased opinion, someone that does not have an emotional connection to you. You don't really know them. They are, they are, they're professional. They're qualified. Um, a third party can do a lot. A thousand percent. And I mean, I had a friend once that told me like, why are you going to go to a therapist? Why are you going to pay them that much money for them to tell you what, like it, it makes total sense to me. Therapy absolutely works for me. So yes, you're correct. Having that unbiased opinion and then um, mm-hmm. having that solitude, that certain place where it happens. Yeah. Cause I think you've come home a couple of times and had a breakthrough of like, I know the therapist said something that, you know, you've said that I've said to you and many it could be, times. It could be simple but it's shit. it's just a different yeah. perspective. It's a and different voice. Yeah. yeah. A thousand percent. And just kind of off subject too of you're paying money to go there. So you're going to be you, more focused on getting what you can out of it. Anything, you're paying money. I, any, yes. anything you pay money for, you're going to care more about mm-hmm. a thousand percent. Most of the time. Y- y- true Most i can't blanket statement that yeah. but you know I-, I relate that to like you know i've i've done favors for people and trained people for free mm-hmm. not and, shit has yeah. ever happened because they either haven't stuck to it or whatever um they take it for granted yeah mm-hmm. and and you know on my side the relationship is just different yeah you know it is because like if if i'm gonna go out of my way for you and i don't see any kind of like roi on that yeah and like why am mm-hmm. i wasting my time and yeah. I, I like I, I don't think that's a selfish piece it yeah. is what it is it's yeah. it's it's just value Mm-hmm. Kind of going back to what you were just talking about real quick. Um, I, I think a lot of people need to understand and look at it from the perspective of whatever is happening, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, is it something you can control yeah. or is it something that you cannot control? And if you cannot control it, then try your best to stop stressing about it. Stop worrying about it. Stop th- like get it out of your mind because if it's something you can't control, like what is the point? I mean, we are are literally on a spinning rock, hurtling through space, traveling around an insignificant star right now. Like, there are so many things that we cannot control. Yeah. 
why not focus your time on like the the small things that you can control? Like if you're having a bad day and it's because, you know, Susie from accounting was just, you know, she just sucks. Okay. You know, suck it up. I'm sorry. Like yeah. it, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're having a bad day because, you know, you forgot your lunch at home. Don't forget your lunch. Like, yeah, you fucked up. You got to pick like, your battles. Exactly. You know? Like yeah. it, it focus on the things that you can control. The thing, the things that are relevant to you right then and there, not things that are irrelevant then and there, or even irrelevant for the next, you know, week, month, year. Yep. yep. You think so and in, in, in sort of transitioning, transitioning to you, you sort of fed off of what we were talking about, but mm-hmm. like, you think that's one of the biggest things you do just knowing that what you can control and what you can't control. Yeah, I mean, I have to really like sit down and think to myself, like, can I control any aspect of the situation? Yeah. Like if, if I can control one thing, all right, let me try to fix that one thing. And then maybe that one thing will lead to me helping to control two or three other things. Yeah. And then I could slowly start to build upon that and just, you know, conquer the situation or figure out what it is. Yeah. But most of the time it's like, nah, we're on a roller coaster. Yeah. Like strap in. Yeah. Just hold on. Cause yep. like it's a, it's a season. Okay. It's a mm-hmm. season. There you go. You're, you're going you go. through yeah. a, a, a small, really tough time. Yeah. Okay. But that tough time could show you so mi- like it could give you a perspective that you've never had before. It could give you something that you it, it is priceless yep. that, that you could only get had you gone through yep. X, Y, and Z. You know I mean? Like you, you don't get to the mountain, like just, you don't just pop up on the mountain. Like you have to, step by step yep. get there there's a lot of patience there's a lot of perspective 100 uh, percent. and like so and i know that you're different we've talked about this like for me like i write it down on paper i have reminders in my phone it pops up like at nine o'clock i have a reminder that says don't be a dick go to sleep mm-hmm. uh, like i'm very visual like that like do you do any of that is there anything like that that you do i don't really set reminders and i don't i don't really write it down i try to handle it then and there so whether that means, you know, it takes me 30 minutes to figure it out, you know, to sit down and deal with it or whether it's, you know, a couple of days, you know, it might take me two days to like figure out like, why am I in this like hump? Like, why am I, yeah. what's going, why am I in this off mood? And it, you know, it could just be something like I need to check my ego. You know, I need to, I need to stop being an asshole. Like I'm thinking I'm holier than thou for whatever reason hmm. and I need to get off my high horse. You know, uh, I, I think a lot of the time too, I try to look at it from, other people's eyes. Yeah. Like I try to put myself in their situation and like realize that, you know, and this could be, you know, some, you know, some asshole that has had road rage on the road and, you know, flips me off as he's driving by like, okay, maybe he's having a bad day. Yeah. You know, he's somebody's kid. You know, he was a little boy at one point in time. Like he was a scared little child at one point in time. Now he's, you know, he, you don't understand the circumstances people are going through. Mm -hmm. You don't understand the day that they're having, you know, they, could have just lost their entire family, you know, yep. two days ago and you cut them off and yep. you know, they're just pissed. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I, th- I think a lot of people need to realize that we are all living the same life. Mm-hmm. Like we are all in mm-hmm. this together. Yep. We all go through the same stuff. We all struggle with the same things. It might be on different scales. It might be at different times, yep. but we're all going through the same stuff. Yep. By the way, this is another little, Matt's ADD moment. I am not a flat earther. I realized I said that earlier and I was like, oh, I, hell no. I, I realized I said that earlier. I was like, well, that was a really weird example to give. And then I was just like, you know, when the, I'm not a flat earther, just, just throwing that out there. You haven't watched Game of Thrones, have you? You have. I, I watched the first season. So the ice wall? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, there are there are <laughs> not only are there flat earthers, there are flat earthers that believe there is an ice wall at the top and the bottom. Okay, like in Game of Thrones, like the big mm-hmm. white wall. Mm-hmm. Never saw it. Go ahead. That uh, well, there's a big wall that they regardless at the top and the bottom, and that uh, like NATO and the U.S. and the UN are guarding this ice wall, and then if the ice wall were gone like global warming and we're all just going to like slide off like the just, oh i've never never heard that yeah. mm. so That's, there's there's flat earthers and there's like really crazy flat oh, earthers okay interesting wow. huh yeah mm. the earth's round ish mm-hmm. yeah from from what i know well well and so dive sorry that again matt's add moment um what do you think is this the wrap-up is there more i think so i mean I think what I'm taking from this is that sometimes even the most put together person and the most confident looking person, there's stuff behind that. You know, you've, you have come to be who you are through struggles and through working through your own stuff. And, um, not everybody has it all together. Nobody has it all together. Nobody. Um, you if, gotta, if someone looks like they have it all together, they don't, they, they're really yeah, good right. Yeah. Like wait, wait till they get home and they take that front off yeah. and just watch them explode. Yep. Yeah. And you know, you both have gotten to where you are by going through those struggles and learning life the hard way and not just being who you were originally, you know, like you've evolved and oh, you've yeah. gone through it and you've struggled and the struggle has allowed you to be who you are today. I think that's a, a good reminder of, you know, the, the, the struggle doesn't have to break you. The struggle can no, no. make you even a stronger person. It's, I mean, what's the old saying? Um, you know, the same water that boils an egg softens a potato. Hey, mm-hmm. that's right. You yeah. I mean, like it's, it's what you're made of. It's not yep. the circumstances you're in. Like I, like I clearly remember the, like when I was a young, young child, my mom cooking dinner and the pot was on the stove and I was, you know, trying to like reach for the stove and she kept like slapping my hand away, like stop, stove's hot, stove's hot. And then finally she stopped doing that. And I like touched the stove and was like, okay, that's hot. <laughs> Guess mm-hmm. how many times I've touched a hot stove yep, since then? Exactly. Zero. Yep. I mean like, yeah, I ha- I'm hard headed as shit. I yep. have to learn <laughs> the absolute worst way. But once I learned, like mm-hmm. I can then give that information to other people. Yeah. Granted, like nobody may listen, nobody may care, but I, I can still, I still have <laughs> yeah. that information to give. Yep. Yeah, without a doubt. Very good. Very good. This one, this one was, I, and I, I knew this crap would happen. This one was really fun. This like flowed everywhere. Wow. Damn, it's been an hour. Yeah, just about an hour now. Wow, it <laughs> yeah. didn't seem wow. like it at all. Yep. Well, that was awesome. Anything else? Anything else you got you want to say? Closing out? Um, if this video gets 50 likes, <laughs> Matthew Lane has to get on a platform and compete in an actual USPA sanctioned powerlifting meet. That's a that's a good way to do that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that's I think that's gonna happen at some point, regardless. Hey. But yeah, I mean, sure, like the video too. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. This was uh, this was fantastic. This is exactly how it should have gone. I loved it. Um, if you're still here, I really appreciate you. Um, shout out your and uh, should we shout out your social media? Do you want to shout out your social media? I mean, I feel like everybody knows who I am. Lift and like lift and eat. If you don't, um, I'm a plug. I'm a plug it down there anyway. I always, I'm always trying. To, I'm always trying to promote him more than he's trying to promote himself. But um, 
yeah, that was awesome. That was fantastic. Check this podcast out. If you guys are feeling squirrely, subscribe to it on YouTube. Subscribe to it on iTunes. Shoot, shop. I almost said Shopify. Google Play, Spotify, all those. We really appreciate you. We will talk to you guys next week. This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well. And follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day. That was good. Yeah.